September 7, 2018. It's a lot from Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Sunday. Now, Brother Matt, we had schedule to do this together, but I didn't get word from him in time, so I got to see what's uh, over. But not totally alone. You heard me start off the show. Uh, actually, the last tune from this lost album they found a John Coltrane. It's called, uh, they decided to name both directions at once. It was done the day before he did the Johnny Hartman Ballads album back in 64. Uh, slow Blues. And then after that, we had a song called Honey from our guest today. I'm not totally man alone here in Pedro because through the magic of those engineers in Estonia and their software, uh, Skype, I got Pip Blom uh, from uh, Holland. You're in Amsterdam, right, Pip? Yes, I am. Hello. Yeah, welcome aboard. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Okay. Pip, can you tell me your earliest musical recollection, your memory? Um, you mean the song? No, I mean, music-wise, if you think back in your mind, what's your earliest yeah. musical memory? Well, my dad used to play me and my brother uh, songs before we went to bed. So when we were in bed, then he played a few songs on his guitar, and he always used to play Hank Williams' Good Looking. So, yeah, I think that's probably one of my earliest so we, we, we call those lullabies. Ah, yeah. A lullaby is a song you say uh, to make a baby calm or, yeah, the yeah. kids uh, so they can go conk. And, uh, hey, good looking. Dee Boone used to do that. Yeah, Hank Williams. Yeah. You know what? I don't know if he wrote it. No, I don't think so. I yeah. think it took... I think it's kind of, I mean, he wrote a lot of good songs. Okay, yeah. so you grew up in a house where there was people playing music. Your pop played guitar and sang. Yeah, he did. Okay, so uh, oh, so very early that there's music being made in the house. Uh, can you can you remember? Uh, uh, can you remember the first record you bought yourself? Well, I don't think I bought a lot of records growing up because my mum used to work at. Um, she worked at a radio station, a Dutch radio station for alternative music. So she brought home a lot of CDs because she got them um, yeah, to listen to at home. And uh, next to, so she was working at the radio, but she also had this online platform about music. So we were like, uh, our parents played a lot of different types of music to us in the car. Right. Uh, so you were exposed to a lot of stuff that you didn't even know where it came from, except, yeah, the radio station and stuff. But, but I'm curious about when you started to develop your own kind of taste, your own opinion. Like, what was yeah. the first thing you got for yourself? Um, I, think, I think it probably was something like LaRue. Um, not 100% sure, though, because, of course, when I was growing up, there was a lot of... Uh, what iTunes and all that kind of stuff. So when I was younger, I always um, used things like, was it YouTube into MP3 converter and all that kind of stuff to put it on my iPod? Ah, I see, yeah, because you're coming from a place where music really isn't manifested physically. No, it, it used it used to be like that you could do that kind of stuff. Sure, but now sure, sure. It changed. Right, right, right. Ones and zeros, right? Yeah, because yeah, like for me, like right, my the first for forty five I bought the first uh, eight track tape I got right, 
this is uh, these days are a little more different. Yeah, because you actually get the music. It's not so much the object. No. Okay, I understand. Uh, so your pops. Let's get back to the music thing. Your pops playing guitar. Uh, did they encourage you to take music lessons? Uh, no, not really. Though I think I wouldn't because I saw him playing. Of course, I think I I wanted to do it as well. But I wasn't really good at it, and I. I had the lessons with my best friend, and we weren't in the same school anymore, so we saw each other once a week during those lessons. So we ended up just chatting instead of playing guitar. Okay. Oh, they were guitar lessons. Okay. Yeah. What, what yeah. about in school, when you guys went to school together? Did you have music in school? Yeah, we did. Yeah, every week. And what was that like? Uh, like choir or... Uh... Well, it was. A, I think it was very diverse so a bit of everything um yeah like play the recorder i I know a lot of people when they're young they it's it's kind of flute right called a recorder (laughs) okay yeah tell me about that not sure if he learned that and i don't know about uh, dutch school so much but is there like marching bands because you know in the u.s we got a lot of sports right so you got a band that plays at the football games and stuff like that (laughs) no we don't have that in the netherlands and it really depends on the school because all schools are like are pretty different so some schools are more focused on tech and others are more focused on music or more focused on um yeah well all different kind of subjects it's not i mean the the general thing is the same but then uh school decides if they want to like invest more into music lessons or that kind of stuff okay you know i want to play this song the shed cool you know when we uh say the shed when we say uh, to woodshed here in the u.s it's kind of slang for practice because like you go out to the woodshed in the backyard right you do practice so the shed
Just like 
Mr. Kite From a broom in the room Hang Mr. Kite From a night in the light Make him hang all night Make him hang all night Hang Mr. Kite From a cloud He will cry Thank Mr. Hips For advice That he grips Let us dance on those Let us dance on those We'll be flying by
Yeah, that's the shed from Pip. And uh, I was telling her about the slang we got for, yeah, practice when we want to get on something we would shed. Uh, then no, Ned Colette right after that. Uh, he's got a brand new a record and uh, tune here. No wonder you look so forlorn. Uh, Maya out of uh, the city. The Russian lady who moved to uh, San Francisco. Silence in the air. The preambulators after that with What Do You Know? Eli Kessler, he's got a brand new record. And Lotus Awnings. Still House Plants out of Glasgow with Warm in the Car. Guided by Voices, Hang Mr. Kite. I think they mean uh, Mr. Kite from the Beatles song. Huh? And finally, My Mind by Pip Blum. My Mind, you know. Obviously, you got into songwriting. How did that happen? Um, well, it started off when I saw this uh, competition in uh, Amsterdam, and it was just for singer-songwriters. But I had never written a song before. Um but then I thought, like, it was very impulsive. I thought, I'm, I'm going to try and do this. And we had this three-stringed guitar. It's called the Luke. Uh, and I thought of this concept, like, uh, I wanted to write. You needed to have three songs to enter a competition. Yeah. So I wrote three songs on that guitar. And I needed them. I wanted them to be all under two minutes. Um, so I wrote those three, and then I... Uh, yeah, they wanted me to join the competition, and then I had to play for 20 minutes. So I had to write like, well, crazy to fill up those 20 minutes. Right, and that's you, kind needed, of how I started. you needed three songs to get the competition, but once you got in, you you had yeah. to fill up 20 minutes because they were only two minute songs. So you had another yeah. 14 minutes. Yeah, I, I'm curious about the Luke. Uh, how are the strings tuned? What um, notes? Well, it depends. You can pick the three strings you want, but I picked like the the top three so um it's sort of like the e b g i picked those three because okay. then you can well i think i picked those three or maybe i picked the three middle ones because then you can just open to um, yeah so that's yeah. really easy uh especially for beginners. <laughs> i was going to say it's kind of asymmetrical because e to b is a fifth yeah and then b to g <laughs> it's a sharp <laughs> fifth so kind of but but whatever i mean I, i'm into it that's why i was curious about it. it it's a dutch word a look no i think it's in an, an american uh it was a kickstarter project so it's oh. oog and my dad's always really into kickstarter and he saw this and he thought well this is really cool so then he bought it and i used it a lot because it was easier for me because i have pretty small hands sure so sure. to start off with uh, learning guitar it's easier to play just three strings right. instead of six so it's kind of a modern it's a modern instrument it is yeah okay and kickstarter yeah that's where uh uh, listeners out there, kicks, uh, you know, a uh, crowdfunding, like somebody gets a good idea yeah. and if they could just get money together. So they ask people to donate. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. if you donate, you can get the the project or sure. the, the item yourself. Sure. And, and this uh, instrument's acoustic? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it is. But now they've made an electric as well. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I got to check this instrument out. Yeah. So anyway, uh, how'd the competition go? Well, I ended up in the semi-finals, which was really nice, and it was, I didn't expect that at all, but it, I think it, it were, um, I've never uh, played on the stage before, before that competition, so wow. those were my first four gigs, and I was so nervous, because it was 16 as well, so it was like, everything felt really, uh, like, intense, yeah, um, yeah. 
So yeah, I, I was glad that it was over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, we, we call but, those uh, gigs uh, pants shitters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've had yeah. many of those. I, I still have gigs like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm 60. Well, <laughs> okay. I think they're really important, but sure, it's, sure. Not, it's not the most fun thing. <laughs> uh, did people throw stuff? No. Oh, really. so that was okay then. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. well, but, well, I've had gigs where you would not believe the stuff thrown at me and stuff. So, really? And we call those character builders. Also, if like nobody shows up, we call those character builders too. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, so uh, th- uh, if these were your first public gigs, then you you didn't do the thing where you like play in the garage band or the bedroom band, and then a play no, at the I youth didn't. center or stuff like no. No, because the thing was, I really wanted to be in a band, but I couldn't find anyone. Uh, who wanted to be in a band with me too. So that's kind of why I started off doing this. And then after I finished the competition, I thought, okay, I want to make more like band music because I I, I always uh, preferred bands more than singer-songwriter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I asked around, but no one wanted to join me. So that's when I kind of started... Um, acting like a band on my own so that's when i started recording uh bass guitars singing uh, uh, overdub over yourself right yeah yeah okay yeah um, yeah sound we could les paul invented that in the 50s he, he called it sound on sound with his wife mary ford yeah oh well. interesting so i'm curious why do you think pip uh, no one wanted to play you think the culture's because I noticed in Holland, you know, the, uh, Holland was one of the first uh, countries in Europe I played, and it was very much into bands in the 80s. But you think yeah. things meant, went more towards uh, dance, maybe? Uh, well, right now it's a lot more uh, focused on trap music and hip-hop. Um, trap? So that, yeah, trap, like um, Travis Scott, all that kind of artists. Um, so it's kind of a genre. You're, you're saying T-R-A-P, right? Trap? Yeah. Trap? Yeah. Like a tra- we uh, call the uh, a slang word for the drum set is the trap kit. Really? Yeah. So okay. I, yeah, I've never heard of trap music. So thank you for learning me. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the Netherlands, that's quite a popular genre. Um, okay. So that's why we don't really play a lot here. So we go to England uh, like every month. Okay, for... so it's like trap. Uh, so they're using electronic instruments, maybe. Yeah. Well, they're using that's the thing. They're using uh, drum kits, but it's. A really focus on the hi hat, um, and it goes so quick that you can't do it live. <laughs> right, right. I, I know what you're talking about. There are a lot of beats per minute. Yeah, yeah. That's so human, it, yeah. humanly, it's uh, impossible. But if you're working a laptop and just pressing buttons, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it works. <laughs> so you're telling you know I gotta say, Pip, you do have kind of an English accent with your. I mean, it's I can hear the Dutch part big time. Yeah. But, but I do hear a little England. So you go there a lot to play because they like to watch. Uh, bands more, you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. they do. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you're you're overdubbing. You're making recordings with yourself at your pad. You mm-hmm. you eventually do find people, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And how'd that happen? Well, after a year, I decided to um, put the songs on Spotify, and then all of a sudden, people liked it. So, and I, from the beginning, I always asked my brother if he wanted to join me because he's a lot better at playing guitar than I am, but he never wanted to be in a band. Um, but then he did want to be in a band, so that was nice. <laughs> Is it older brother or younger brother? 
and he's younger. He's two years younger than I am. Okay, that um, makes a big difference. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and then I asked two mates from my school, sure. but um, right now we've kind of changed lineup, so it's two different people, but it's still my brother and and me. Okay, so what like a rhythm section? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are they Dutch dudes? People? Yeah, everyone is Dutch. Okay, so that means you can practice. Yes. Because really <laughs> believe it or not, because of the internet and way, ways people can connect, I know a lot yeah, of bands where they can't really practice because they live yeah, in different, sometimes different lands. Yeah, yeah, that's really <laughs> funny. But I think I was. Oh, Whoa, what, what was that? <laughs> I think I was trying to clean up my. I was well. It was a music on my laptop. It was a Cordy Barnett song, a, a little piece of Cordy Barnett song. But um, <laughs> anyway, <surprise>. yeah. <laughs> I really like to practice and, and do stuff with the band. So I, I think it's really important to be at least in the same city. Okay. And, and uh, what, what about pads to play? Like you said, Sorry, you got to well, go to England. Yeah. Uh, venues. Oh, uh, yeah, well, in the Netherlands, they're fine. There are a lot of nice venues, and, and in England as well. So, yeah, we've got nothing to complain. I, I'm thinking about Amsterdam, uh, Oki. Yeah, that's still there. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's kind of from the old days, you know. It is, and it's a really punk venue. Yeah. So, uh, that's a really nice one. And, of course, one of the bigger ones is Paradiso. Oh, of course. That was the first place I played in Holland. Was it? Nice. Yeah. Did you 19... play in the big... It's it was in the, yeah. It was with black flag, and in those days, it was the it was it's an old church, and it was painted all it was painted all black, and really? it was in February of 1983, and very cold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I live in Southern California, right? So it was like whoa. But our first time to Europe, and our first gig actually, and here we are at the Paradiso, and it was strange. Uh, and I mean, most of the Dutch do. It was really great to play in front, but there was about twenty or. 30 Nazis. <laughs> Believe it or not. I mean, this is a long time ago, okay? Yeah. 35 years ago. And they were wearing these green jackets and big boots and were giving this interesting salute. And they ran the first band off the stage. And uh, Now, this was in all the Dutch people, this very small minority, of course. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was time for us to go on. And D. Boone asked me and Georgie, he goes, are they going to run us off? And Georgie said, nope. And I just <laughs> thought, well, these two guys ain't going to run. I ain't going to run either. And we did it. And uh, it was it was interesting. And I remember to stay warm, we played even faster because it was, it was kind <laughs> of uh, chilly for us. But, okay. And now I've played Paradiso since. It's no longer painted black. And there's also uh, several rooms. Yeah, I've played in smaller rooms in the place. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. I like it. Absolutely. I mean, the Dutch people, they support culturally big time their artists. And uh, interesting thing. And, and, and at least, uh, yeah, there's still some band stuff. Do you, uh, do you remember the first gig you did with your brother in front of people? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, well, we organized it ourselves. So we, there's this uh, rehearsal space underneath the hotel. So it's like a bunker. Um, oh, and wow. then... We um, we did three days in a row and invited all our friends. So there could be, I think, 20 people in one day, in one evening. And then we did our first three gigs, like kind of tryout stuff. Um, kind of residency. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, but I was so nervous when we oh, did it. Oh, I can it. imagine. And, uh, <laughs> but it was, but it was a success, right? Yeah, it was. It definitely was. Uh, what about... Uh, 
the first time that you played outside of Holland, like when you went to England? What was that well, like? Well, I mean, the thing was when we started off, we kind of immediately had more response from England than from the Netherlands. So okay. after okay. those three shows, we immediate, immediately went to the UK for a week. Um, and that was so much fun. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think it's really nice that we did it that way because in the Netherlands you get kind of spoiled if you're an artist. So okay. in, in terms of like you get uh, your fees are better, you get a lot of drinks and food and it doesn't really matter if you're really big. Of course, if you're really big, you get a lot more, but you start off with a fridge full of beer. And if you go to the UK and, and you're not really, well, you haven't done anything at all, then you just start off with four water bottles and maybe one beer each and that's it. Um, <laughs> sort of like over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what, what everyone says. Yeah, America yeah. and UK. They're very it. close that way. Yeah, because yeah. it's more like you're uh, you're playing in bars and pubs, I guess. And the other way, you're yeah. playing in a kind of cultural institution. So, yeah, there's yeah. a slight... I think it's good to play both places. Yeah, anyway, no, I think it's good to play anywhere you can. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But it was nice for us to kind of uh, to start off somewhere where you don't... well get a lot of stuff sure. so you appreciate it more if you get stuff like that. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And how'd you get around? You brought a car over, you came over on a ferry? Uh, well, the thing was we were too young to drive and to <laughs> hire a van as well. So uh, my dad hired a van for us and he drove us. Oh, bitchin'. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Your pop took you on your first little tour. Yeah, he did. Okay. <laughs> did you do the channel or did you do a ferry? Um, I think we did the, I think we did the ferry. Uh, yeah, we did the ferry, yeah, because we were sleeping at the boat as well. That's what you do usually, because you got to conk anyway, so why not do it overnight trip? But the yeah, channel, yeah. the channel's like 45 minutes, you know, in Calais. It there. is. It's but, amazing And it's a lot thing. more deeper as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 That's a very good point. Hey, we're at the uh, end of the first hour of the September seventh, two other... 2018 Lot from Pedro show special guest Pit Blom from Amsterdam. Hold tight for hour two. September 7th, 2018. It's the second hour of the Lot from Pedro show. You enter as if everything's okay. So many eyes looking Take your time and see there's nothing to do I wish I was a little more like you
been hanging on the steps And I've been playing it straight But I just gotta cut loose before it gets late So I'm going, I'm going, I'm gone said, boy, don't follow your heart. I knew you'd be fine at the end of the line. And all this going doesn't shine. No, you and your one to love ever part. I've been walking the room. And I've been living on the edge. And I just gotta go before I get to the edge.
Watch for Pedro show. Just discussion, uh, trippy things about uh, language and uh, pronunciation. Uh, but we started the second hour off with Truth from Pip Blom, then Mold Omen with uh, Shipwreck Nerve at Delphi, Bonsai Universe, Am I Good Enough? Richard Hell, Going, Going, Gone. That's for uh, Banksy because, yeah, Going, Going, Gone, one of his art pieces that went up for auction, and as soon as they banged the gavel, he had some, like, shredder he built into it. Tear it up. Uh, and then Richard Hell, yeah, doing the Bob Dylan cover. Made sense to me. I don't know. Uh, Vinny Vegas with Lady Hump. After that, Soul Made of Pain. Vinny put on a show here in uh, Pedro last night. Me and my second man played with uh, some cats from Sunland called Are You a Cop? But they don't put a question mark at the end, so I guess it's supposed to be some kind of statement. Uh, Happy Laura, with, uh, they're from Columbia, with uh, La Casita del Skate, a little skate house, huh? And then finally, Pip Blom, Babies Are a Lie, which I thought was a very interesting uh, title. think so. Especially from a lady. <laughs> well, I mean, sorry, that was. It's okay. You just took a picture. <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, I, a, a screen, I a snapshot, screenshot. Yeah, yeah, it was a screenshot, but I wasn't on purpose. I did something. I was fiddling around. I shouldn't do that. Um, but I think it's is, Command Shift Three. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on a map. I looked something new. <laughs> anyway, tell me about that uh, tune. Well, I don't really like. I never kind of explained the titles and the lyrics. Uh, that's that okay. Kind of that's okay then. Yeah, because uh, you already wrote the song. Why do you have to explain it? Yeah, well, and I like people to come up with their own thoughts and uh, give it their own meaning. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Here, here's my old joke about it. You go in the museum, and then yeah. the explanation for the painting is actually bigger than the painting. Yeah, that's, that's weird, right? Totally weird. <laughs> <laughs> totally weird. Okay, let's talk about recording, though. Uh, now, what was the first uh, stuff? Well, first stuff you did was the Sound on Sound with you alone, right? Overdub it. Yeah. And uh, you released that. That was your first releases, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, but then your brother gets in the picture, and then you guys bring on a rhythm section. So yeah. how was that different? Um... Well, it just sounds a lot more, um, how can I explain? I think it sounds a lot more lively. Um, so, for example, Truth, I made at home. And then I think I'm in Love was the first song that we recorded in a proper studio with the whole band. And it just sounds a lot more like, um, yeah, there's a real band playing it. And... It changed also in a way that more people got involved at thinking about the songs, how we could make it better. Ah, oh, they brought and, in ideas. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so, some collaboration. Yeah, and I, I, I love that about being in a band that it's not just about you, but also that can, other people can come up with ideas. Does it well. always have to be people? What about this next tune, Pussycat? Can it be about cats? Yeah, it can also be about cats. Okay, let's listen. <laughs>
take two on this because uh, I forgot to hit the record button. You know, 17 and a half years of doing this show, and I still fuck up like that. I'm so sorry. So, uh, well, we played what you heard was Pussycat from Pip Blum, then uh, a washing machine, Mike Rignetta, uh, Omniflux and Tilt Spills, a couple of seashells of, natural, of Neural Tower, Dustin Wong, uh, father and son team here, Tashiwada and Yoshiwada and friends with Niagara. Yeah, it's funny, you know, I played with two Italian guys and I took them on a tour in the U.S. And they've never heard of Niagara Falls, you know. They thought it was Niagara. <laughs> <laughs> because if you look at the spelling, of course. And then finally, yeah. Mundane from Pip Blow. And uh, I was asking about Pussycat, you know, how they recorded it. And uh, they're ta- you know, we were discussing before about collaboration. Well, she uh, also said another perspective was brought, uh, a producer. And uh, let's talk about him. because he, He's a Scottish guy, but he did 20 years here in SoCal. Yeah, he did. Yeah, to record with a lot of hip-hop artists and R&B. Um, so, for example, Jay-Z, Beyonce. I think he also worked with Rihanna, Kanye. Um, but we didn't know that when we started working with him. How'd you meet uh, him, Pip? What? How'd you meet him? Well, our manager introduced us to him. And they were like, he said, I think you guys are really going to get along. And that, that was completely the case because his way of recording is uh, a lot different than we do it in the Netherlands. So what he does is he like uh, he puts everything into one room. Well, not everything. So the drums are in one room, and then um, but without the cymbals, so without the like the ch- because yeah, otherwise yeah. it's very difficult to record. And well, then, the thing about that is. Uh, especially with tom-toms. To bring mm-hmm. the tom-toms up, the cymbals come with them. So if you record without cymbals, or you do the cymbals on a separate pass. Actually, yeah. my my buddy Grant Hart and Husker Du did this like 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's what Butch Vig did with uh, Dave Grohl for Nirvana, too. Yeah, I think so, too, yeah. But it was really nice because uh, Dave, what he did was we weren't playing, we weren't recording it with headphones on, so he played everything really loud through the speakers, what we were doing. So you, you, you have a bit of spill, but that's not, it's not annoying. Uh, and it really feels like you're playing it live, which yeah. helps for energy. Because otherwise, you're really in your own bubble because you're wearing headphones and you're, uh, lots of the time you're in a different uh, place, so in a, for example, different room than a drummer is. Absolutely. Um, and this was so much... This is more like fun. a gig. Yeah, and I think that's really important if you make the kind of music that we are making because um, it's all about, like, kind of fun and, yeah, it's not... I mean, what uh, Bouncing we're doing off is, each other, yeah, interacting. Yeah, and what we're doing is not that difficult, so it, it should, like, be really vibrant and, and yeah, all that, yeah. So it was really nice that we... we uh, had the privilege to work with the, you. this kind of approach, you know. Uh, believe it or not, Second Stooges <laughs> album, Funhouse, 1970. Yeah. They set it up, they set the studio up like it was a gig. It had a PA system in there, it was like yeah. they were actually playing a gig, yeah. And well, maybe that's, that's cool. why that album has a certain kind of feel, yeah. Probably, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. That's and you know, working with uh, the. Uh, there's a stupid thing in music called genre, you know, because f- for me, music is music. So that's righteous yeah. that he could 
you know, it doesn't matter on what kind of instruments or uh, beats per minute or anything. Music is music, and he was just feeling, you know, the vibe that you guys had, and he didn't yeah. put, want to put you in a box. Yeah, much respect no, to yes. him about that. that. Uh, you know, so 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 what? Uh, like your manager introduces you. What did he come to a gig and see you play? Yeah, he did, and then we. That's we probably what gave him the it. idea. He probably thought, "Wow, this is a live band." Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right, and so I don't want to like make it sterile. I don't want to stifle them. So yeah. So I'm going to have them play. But yeah, would you would you call it spill? I think we call it bleed. But it means other sounds get in the microphones. But if a little yeah. bit does, it actually makes it sound better. So it's not all yeah. separate. That's a problem yeah. I have with some digital recording now. Things are too separate. They don't sound like the people are playing together. It sounds yeah. like, uh, what do you call it, uh, cut and paste. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. And you know, the days like uh, like Nat King Cole, right, in the 40s and 50s, I mean, they're literally cutting to a lacquer, right? Not yeah. even tape, <laughs> right? Where it's going to cost $75, which was probably about $1,000, to yeah. do another one, and here comes the trumpet solo. The guy's actually got to move closer to the microphone because there's no chance of mixing. <laughs> Can you believe those days? So nowadays, maybe, yeah, like you were saying a little bit about uh, gigs, maybe sometimes it's too easy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it definitely is. And and also, I think uh, a big problem right now is that you have too many options, and sometimes it's great to just be um, limited in what you can do. Um, yeah, so... Because you put it more to use because that's all you got. Yeah. Yeah, so it's more of a necessity thing. Yeah, because mm -hmm. humans operate a little different under necessity and under leisure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. Uh, great, great perspective there, Pip. We come to the end of the second hour, September 7th, 2018 edition of Waffle Pedro Show. Special guest, Pip Blum. Blum, sorry. Hang tight for hour three... September 7th, 2018, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
started to shine You wanna suit me oh so well You live my life up I met you on a summer day Bumped into you online So suddenly I went to heaven You died on me so suddenly But stayed online So baby please talk to me No doubt in my mind You died on me so suddenly I'm waiting for a sign
Bafra Pedro Show. We start off the third hour with uh, Misty from Heaven, Pit Blum. Then the King Brothers, brand new from Tokyo with No Want. Uh, David Nusselhoff at uh, Hamburg, featuring Axel Fage. Fega, maybe. Or Figa. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, believe it. And then Bird Perverts out upstate New York, uh, Puss Eating Maggots. That's an image. And then Yurt out of uh, Dublin. We just had a Bushy on a couple weeks ago. Run the gauntlet. And finally, Hours by Pip Blum. So, altogether, how long did it take to make this a record? Um, the one you have there? Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's just a compilation of everything we did in the past, I think, year uh, and a half. I think we call that a sampler. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. But right now we are working on a new record. and. Oh, this so, yeah. is already old news. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, what, tell me about the new record. Um, well, we have... Uh, been I think we were a month no three weeks ago we were in Ramsgate in the UK and we yeah I know there. I played the place there yeah there's a little that's, club there yeah that's an interesting a little harbor town yeah yeah it's a really nice town and there's a great studio there it's called Big Jelly Studios and um, we went there with Dave again so Dave McGregor. Um, and we spent there 10 days to record, no, I think 14 days. And um, then we went home. And now at the end of this week, we're going back again to do another nine days, I think, or maybe six, something like that. And then we're done. Okay. So, You know, what I think lives there is Adrian Sherwood, a tackhead. Yeah, he goes way back with Mark Stewart and stuff. In fact, some of the Sugar Hill guys, I think... Uh, Keith LeBlanc's uh, uh, Doug, Doug Wimish I know is a Connecticut guy but yeah they're, the Ramsgate they were telling me they're going to make like a, a railroad going to London a fast one because it's going to be kind of like a suburb or some trip but I really liked it I got to play there once so what you're doing is you're, you're, you're doing the basic tracks now yeah right and uh, yeah. what uh, I'm interested about the process. Did you, like, at practice, you first play the songs for uh, Dave, and he listens to it, makes notes? Um, well, what we did was I first made the demos at home. Yeah, the same course. Yeah. I always done it, like, with the layers and that kind of stuff. Sure, sure. We practice it a lot with the band, uh, try to play them live as well, because if you play songs live, you can get the best feel. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. How work. And then we spent one day in the rehearsal room with Dave, and he made a lot of notes. And then we went to a studio, and, yeah, he used different kind of mics and all different kind of setups, different amps to get the mo most out of the songs. Okay, I want to play Taxi Driver. This ain't about, the, well, you don't want to talk about what they're about, so here we go. <laughs>
change this world for you Can't change the way he feels it He knows he can't change this world But he can't change the way he sees it He knows he can't change this world But he can't change the way he feels it He knows he can't change this world But he can't change the way he sees it
Watt for Peter Show. Yeah. Taxi Driver. Last music for this uh, edition. Pip Blum. And then Dark Matter, Dark Energy, brand new from Four Dimensional Nightmare out of the Pacific Northwest. Seattle would be specific. David Gerard from the other side of the country, western, I mean, western, eastern side, uh, Massachusetts, uh, between two worlds for Puppel Vu. A little Latin here, huh? And then uh, Andrea Roten, Italian guy living in Czech Republic, doing, and no businessmen out there. And finally, come on, Pip Blow. Uh, what's the plan for this album? Once you do after the nine days, mm-hmm. you got, it's, it's probably mix time, right? It is. And how does yeah. Dave do that? Does he do that on his own? No, we're gonna mix it with someone else. Ah, okay. Uh, because uh, yeah, Dave wanted someone else to mix it. Sure, sure, uh, sure. So I am going to go into the studio with a guy called Dilla Paris. And he mixed um, one of my favorite albums, which is called Jewelry by Mikachu and the Shapes. And he also did the last King Crew album. Um, And I'm going to spend the first five days uh, mixing with him. And then I'm going to go back home for, I think, two and a half, three weeks. And then I'm going to spend the last six days with him mixing again. So I'm there to kind of explain and and then let him do his own thing sure and when i get back there we can finish everything and, and pip where is there uh it's in london oh you're going to london okay yeah uh, the big town <laughs> okay that 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 sounds very exciting and then it's going to come out and then you probably go to tour right uh yes definitely well that um at first we're going to do a tour for this ep that we've Released last Friday. Um, oh, that's right. This little four-song thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's going to be around the UK as well. So that's going to be two and a half weeks. And then um, right now we're really busy planning uh, a tour for um, yeah uh, for the album. But that's when hopefully we can go to the UK as well uh, to the UK to the US. Over oh, here, because I was going to ask, when are you guys going to? Get a chance well, to come over here. We would love to come uh, to the U.S., but the thing is, it's just so expensive. Yeah. And yeah. also with the uh, working visa, um, yeah, so that's a bit difficult. But we are uh, trying to save money to uh, come over, yeah. Let me tell you about my first time to Netherlands. When we mm-hmm. show up at the Schiphol at the airport. Yeah. I'll, you know, it's Minutemen, the Black Flag guys, and... Uh, yeah, how long are you going to be here? Well, we're just going to play, you know. Yeah, well, will you show us a ticket? You leaving? <laughs> so when we showed them the airplane ticket, like, we were going to leave. Oh, yeah, you can come in. <laughs> we just had to prove that we were going to leave. <laughs> now, this was 1983, February, so a little little while ago. But yeah. uh, uh, very, very open. But I've heard about guys, uh, people trying to get in here, and it can be difficult. Even our neighbors, the Canadian cats, it could be very difficult to get in here, and I'm so sorry about that because we got this green lady with a big uh, torch in her hand saying, "Come on!" <laughs> so one day we're going to make that more real. <laughs> but I would yeah. I'd love to come see you. And also, uh, have you come here as a tourist or anything? No, I have never. Oh, so it'd be, been... be great for you just check it out firsthand. Yeah, no, I, I would love that. Yeah. Uh, Pip, what about if people want to uh, learn about you on the internet? Where can they find you on the internet? 
everywhere. Okay. Well, tell <laughs> tell the listeners. Well, it's well, it's all everywhere. We're called Pip Blom, so that's easy. So we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can find our music on Spotify, iTunes. But also, uh, there's a website, right? P i p b l o m dot com. Yeah. Yeah, that's very important. I think people, people, you should have your own websites. It's like having your own fanzine. Yeah. You don't have to all meet at the shitter or the fake look. You know, we can have our own fanzines, and so everybody yeah. get your own websites. It don't cost that much. And but she's on all the other places too. But you can always go to piblom dot com and, and get the word straight from Pip about what's going on in her music world. And uh, yeah, that that's that's right. So you're probably going to do a Europe tour, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. What, what's the furthest east have you been? I think Italy. Italy. Okay. Yeah. Last year I was there. I got to do eleven gigs in Italy. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, for sure. When you go again, try to get south, like Sardinia and Sicily. Oh, oh yeah, that. yeah. The, everything's not just in the north. All of Italy's kind of happening. It took me years to get further south in Roma, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, no, but it's great. I've been on holiday uh, to Italy, um, and it was to the south, and I really like the Amalfi Coast. I think oh yeah, yeah, sure. It's really pretty. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, uh, people, check out what she's doing, what's going on. You got to hear a bunch on the, on the show. You got to hear her story. She's letting a freak flag fly. I thank your father so much for singing those lullabies to you when you were little. <laughs> he had a lot of influence. And uh, it's, a good, it's a good thing, you know. Uh, and, and don't worry about Holland. You know, maybe there's this trap going on now. Because like a farmer would tell you, I think it's boer in Dutch, huh? Farmer. Yeah. That's if it. you want a good crop, use a lot of manure. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> things, things, things go in cycles. You know the way humans are. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just wonderful what, you, what you've been doing. I want to thank David, uh, your man in New York City, for making the connect. Cause, uh, yeah. You know, that's how you find out about stuff, right? It's, the old, people ask me about the old days. It was about people. Well, the new days is about people, too. <laughs> so thanks so much, David. Thank you, Pip, for being on the show so much. And safe seas. Keep the keel in the water. And uh, <laughs> let that freak flag fly. People, it's been the September 7th, 2018 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>